Uh, welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we a podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Uh, welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we a podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. All right, so we're gonna replay the whole video, the fucking conversation we just had. <laughs> now we're just talking about Doge. You're probably tired of Doge. Well, I think it's worthwhile to say, like, uh, Whew, Camden, as a 420 man, we are getting fucked out there. <laughs> I don't call that good. But you've made a lot of money so far. Okay, but yeah, a I mean, a ton of money. All right, I'm I'm currently, if I cashed out all my Doge right now, I'm getting sixteen hundred ninety-seven dollars. And the most you invested was ninety five. Yeah, I put ninety five real dollars. That's crazy, dude. That that's so much. That's sixteen x at least, right? It's now. a good return. I'll give it that. Yeah. But like, if I would have cashed out yesterday, I would have had like six or seven hundred dollars more. Okay, that's <laughs> stonks, dude. I don't. That's yeah. how that shit works. So now I got a huddle. That's probably because a bunch of people saw where it was at and cashed out, so it's gonna drop a little bit. And it's gonna go back up. Yeah, we're gonna. It's, you know, it's doing a correction or something. And yeah, you said you made a post saying that there was talks that they were gonna there are certain business businesses that were gonna allow it as currency. One business, New One Egg. Business, New Egg. Yeah. Hell yeah. And as soon as they announced that, the price dropped <laughs> fucking hard. And I was like, wow. <laughs> now yeah, I was making the point because everybody was like, oh, sign this petition to get Amazon to accept Doge as currency because once businesses will accept it, it's a viable form of currency and the value will go up. And New Egg on Doge yeah. Day. Man, I wish I had Robin Hood <laughs> when I was telling everybody to. I still don't have it. I, <laughs> I've been saying. Just don't get on Robin Hood at this point, man. It's yeah, too I know. late in the game. Fuck Robin Hood. But what I'm saying is, when I was telling everybody that was showing me Robin Hood to uh, um, invest in Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Doge? Dogecoin? Doge. Just I'll say Dogecoin to make you happy. <laughs> no, you say it how you want, but I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was telling everybody to invest in Dogecoin, if I had, like, at that same time, you had invested $95, and now you're up to, in the area of two grand, like, depend, within a yeah. couple days of two grand, basically. So, I mean, all in, I was, like, maybe 200 bucks with, like, free stocks, because the only real money I put in of my own was 95 yeah. bucks. The rest came from free stocks I had on Robinhood. Yeah. That's why I don't consider it real money, because it was never my money to begin with. Yeah. So. That's fucking awesome. Though. But if you're trying to get into crypto... I guess I'm going to fucking plug this. You know, you guys join Voyager. I don't know what my code is. Uh, I should probably get me. it just in case I find another one. I'm like, oh, yeah, this will be the next one. I'll predict again. I mean, <laughs> I've been getting into crypto lately. I guess I'm a crypto guy now because nobody would let me be, just be happy with my little meme currency. They're like, no, nah, dude, no, just stupid. You should get into real crypto. And I'm like, I don't want to. I just bought it as a joke. I didn't yeah. do it on purpose, guys. It was just funny for the laws. <laughs> and now I gotta fucking take it seriously, I guess. But anyway, download Voyager. Use my code A06BA4. That's gonna be hard to remember. Um, whatever, talk to me. Hit me up. But if you download Voyager, man, you invest $100 into anything you want, we'll both get $25 worth of Bitcoin for free. Really? Yeah. Hey. So, see, I, I bought, I put 150 Is still on. going up? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, it went down for a bit, but it's back up to 56 grand. But see, like, the bottom two are what I actually bought, and then once everything finalized, they gave me $25 worth of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, this one's like Christmas lights. It's like flashing back and forth between green and red. Yeah, it's, it's a, going up and down. It's it's a lot. 
<laughs> but look at that, dude. I mean, I put 150 in yesterday, and I'm up to 190 bucks already in one day. So, I mean, this shit nice. has the potential to move, and also yeah, not in the way you want it to. Is there a maximum amount that you can cash out on at any given time? Not that I know of. You know what? I should get Voyager right now. Dude, do it, dude. I'm going to get it right now. Do you have a referral code? Yeah, the one I just said. I'm going to send you the Yeah, send me a link. I'm going to do it. Sorry, it's guys. Just for you podcast listeners. Yeah. I'm getting Voyager right now. But you got to you gotta link your bank account and put $100 in. Ooh, never mind. That's going to happen. <laughs> should I still get it right now? Or do I have to wait until I have $100 in my account? Honestly, I don't know how that works. I think as long as you use my referral code whenever and you then eventually. invest $100. Is it... A total of a hundred dollars, or like a like a bulk sum of a hundred dollars immediately. Look, I have no idea. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I put in. Well, I, I have the in. link. I will get. I'll do it later. Now that I can't right. actually do anything now, so I don't want to hold the listeners up. Yeah, because I put I put one ten on something just so like sometimes when you buy something when when the order actually executes it might be less than what you yeah put in. You know you know what it feels like to tell everyone to invest in a Doge coin and then not actually do it, then watch it go up as big as it did. <laughs> you know what that feels like? That feels like the guy that was uh, showing people how Bitcoin works by uh, tipping a, poli- a pizza delivery driver. Like at the time, it was not much at all, but he tipped him several Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and how much he tipped him was worth six or seven figures now, if not mm-hmm. more. <laughs> yep, that guy only knew. <laughs> That guy killed himself. Did he really? I don't know. Oh, well, I, but he should have. I mean, probably. Yeah. I would have. Yeah, as soon as as soon as Bitcoin hit a hundred dollars, I'd been like, God damn it! <laughs> what the fuck did I do that for? See, it's so it's it's easy to say that, but who knows how long you would have held on to it? Because, I mean, that's like I was telling Josh the other night when he was at three hundred dollars and he'd only invested thirty mm-hmm. at the time. I was, you know, saying like, okay, so now the question is, do you? Hold on to it. Do you keep it in, or do you cash out now? Diamond hands, baby. <laughs> Hoddle. That's that's the 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 risk you run with every stock, you know. Well, that's why there's no there's no risk involved anymore. If I just sit here and hold Doge, I've already made it profit. Could just well, at this point now, because you've already pulled the money back out. Yeah, I pulled. Yeah, but I pulled two hundred bucks out, man. I'm I'm yeah, good. If that's different though. If it goes up to like twenty grand and then plummets back down to pennies, mm-hmm. you're gonna be mad. <laughs> you're yeah. you're not gonna be all good. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like with it dropping right now, I don't have to freak out because oh, there's yeah, no risk I, in it. Yeah. I'm saying in the long point. run. Yeah. Like if it ends up being a Bitcoin, then I guarantee you, know. you if that bitch gets up to a dollar, I'm going to sell off all, probably everything. I'm going to get rid of my little 4,800 doge that I got left. And but would you feel like shit if you did that? And then eventually it goes up to like mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Yep. A doge coin? I'm going to feel real bad. Doge coin. I'm going to feel real stupid. Now, honestly, I won't cash out all of it ever. I will. I will at least hold one to like one to ten Dogecoin until like the fucking end of time. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> that way, just in case. Well, like, the end of your time. <laughs> yeah, which hopefully ain't too long. Uh, gotta get one in. Of it, yeah. <laughs> I did that to my dispatcher at work the other night. She was like, or, well, one night I did." We're just, not close enough for you to make those kind of jokes, Camden. <laughs> no, no. I, I, dude. This was a couple weeks ago, actually. The first time I dropped that on her, or she was like. All right, go. Uh, I didn't have any product at one of the terminals, mm-hmm. so she was like, "Just go across the street to the other terminal and try this out." I was like, "All right." 
And I went, I kept going back and forth. And then finally she said, all right, try this. I'm like, listen, if this doesn't work again, you're never going to hear from me because I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> and she was like, okay. That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> she was like, okay, that's, yeah, now you got me worried. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's fine. I can't do Stay it. Stay on the line. I'm going to call a, <laughs> yeah. a health number. <laughs> We're going to work through this. But she did, she did it again the other night. She was like, you should move to Atlanta. I was like, I'd rather fucking kill myself. <laughs> She was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Just her go-to response. Okay. All right. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and then last night, I, I, she said something. I was about to say, I'll, I'll, I'm going to fucking kill myself. And then I stopped myself. I'm like, I know you don't like it when I make certain jokes. So I'm trying real hard not to do it right now. What is uh, would it be worse to lower the stakes? Like, I'll hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut myself, Maggie. Whoops. Oh, your oh, name's on here now. you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I sure fucking wish I was dead. <laughs> we get it, man. <laughs> All right, we get it. You're depressed, Cameron. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's do the funny. Stop making this serious. <laughs> You're all going to regret this. Is this, this. babbling and depression? <laughs> You're all going to regret this when I'm dead one day. You know what I mean? We should have been nice to Cameron when we had the chance. Oh, no, just no kidding. more jokes. It's just Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to listen to a podcast with just Scott? <laughs> what do you think a podcast with just you would be? <sighs> mm, I mean, given the means, I have several ideas, I guess. But, you know, I would like to follow in the footsteps of like uh, the honeydew and talk about like traumatic experiences with people. I got you some content coming up later. <laughs> okay. That would be fun. Um, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, Cam. Thanks, man. Um, Real trooper. I, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't mind getting more involved in the beatbox community and uh, do a podcast that really revolves around the beatbox community, what the goings on, keeping up with like tournaments and stuff like that. And just, you know, the. You know, beatbox hubbub, things that go that go on hubbub. the scene. Yeah, because there's some drama that goes on the scene too, like with every scene. Yeah, <sighs> hoping to talk about that a little bit next week. Checks out. Hints. Yeah. In case you guys are bad at picking up hints, too bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm having a, we're having a beatboxer on next week if that goes according to plan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, beatboxing one. Um, I mean, I do have plans to start this Subgoth podcast soon. Um, Man, I miss that hardcore. Which is basically just going to be interviewing or, you know, fucking off with musicians, producers, and stuff like that. Right. And But that one's going to be, like, on the Subgoth YouTube channel. Like, it's I'm just the host for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Those are the main ideas. I don't, I just don't think I'd be good at, like, that still involves other people. If I was going to, like, straight up solo do a podcast, like, just me is the only content, that's, a, that's, that's hard difficult, part, right? man. I know. I, I don't know if I'd be good at riffing like that. I mean, I know I could do it given the practice. Mm -hmm. If I was forced to do it, I, I can make it funny after, like, 50 episodes. <laughs> but those first 49, dude, well, that's going to be rough. The shit, like, <laughs> I know you're a fan of, you know. Uh, Dalia's podcast. Yeah, yeah. And like he's, he started back up again. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't. I still don't listen. I didn't like him before he was a molester. 
<laughs> a legend no, no, accused not even a legend <laughs> nah yeah just i never been i, I don't know like theo vaughn especially i i listen to some of his shit, yeah he, and he's it's just so ugh, what are you doing man well his i'm not crazy about either i only like his solo podcast i don't really listen to right when he has certain guests i'll, I'll tune in Right. And that's my that's what I'm getting at. It's like just by yourself. For me specifically, it's a hard sell to just listen to one person for an extended period of time. I have to really synchronize with the comedy. Yeah. Like if I mean even it's got to be honestly usually comedy oriented for even to me for me to even be interested if for them doing it solo. But if they are doing it solo, I have to really understand the comedy and be down with it. And that's how I am with Crystalia. Like he right. he's almost never has guests on. Like every episode is just him riffing and talking about things, and uh, I I get it, like the type of comedy. Yeah, I just don't like Delia. Well, I mean, it's not like you've really delved into him, anyways. Like I've tried, but a did bunch. you his stand up or his podcast? Both. Okay, that's fair then. His stand up is better than his podcast. I'll well, give him that. Nah. Yeah, well. I like his podcast way more than his stand up. No offense, Crystal Lee, if you're somehow listening to this. <laughs> yeah, if we somehow I'm got just, famous out of it, I'm just a bigger this. fan of his podcast style. I feel like his, his stand up style is just a little too. It doesn't feel like. I guess because I've listened to his podcast so much, whatever mode he goes into during podcasting, the type mm-hmm. of comedy he does. It's not the exact same. It's like way too hyped, amped up more on stage, and it's less um, believable, if that makes sense. You know, and uh, I don't really know how to put it other than that. I'm not, I'm just, some of the premises too, I'm just not crazy about when it comes to a stand-up. But, uh, I mean, there's some funny moments here, and I don't dislike his stand-up. But, uh, I don't know, I'm just way more fan of his podcast, I guess. I mean, this everybody's got their thing. Mm-hmm. This isn't a matter of right now. I haven't even, other than whatever you might have shown me, I haven't even listened to Andrew Schultz um, stand-up yet, really. But I do like him as a comedian because of podcasting, just all the podcasts that I've heard him on. I haven't even really dived dived into his personal podcast, just like clips here and there. He does uh, does a couple of them. Yeah. But I have heard him on other people's podcasts, and he's very funny. Yeah, he's good. Um, I haven't been following his podcast lately. I did watch his Netflix uh, miniseries, he did, like the three episode thing. I loved it. Schultz Saves America or something yeah, like that. I thought it was great. I still I haven't watched it. My friend who's like a huge Andrew Schultz fan told me he was like, I don't, I didn't like it that much, and I was like, well, that's enough of a testimony for me to not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, is he? Oh, so he is a big Andrew Schultz fan. Well, maybe that's different than his normal type of comedy. Then, so as someone who's not a big uh, Andrew Schultz fans right. fan, maybe. That less persuaded how I would have liked or disliked the video, you know. That could be. But he was just saying, he heard something about the jokes on the show. Like, they would would have whatever they were going to talk about, and then they would just write, write, write. Like, just beat the subject matter into the ground with jokes. Mm -hmm. And, like, writing full pages worth of jokes on one particular thing. It was shotgun humor. I mean, you're not going to get it. None of them's going to... Not all of them are going to land. Yeah. And that that's very true. Like, even it's that, that's, I think it, that's intentional. They yeah. want to like just throw as much different type of bits out there as possible to try to capture the biggest audience. And someone will get a laugh at some point throughout it. Right. The fuck is. 
All right, it's gone. All right, cool, man. <laughs> Whatever that weird no- noise was, okay. Hopefully, well, hopefully y'all did hear it, so we don't just sound crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I don't be hearing the shit that we hear. Should we go ahead and get into the uh, the plugs? Knock that Sometimes out. Sometimes I don't even hear be hearing the show. Because what's where the fuck is everybody? At? No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? All right. You guys. You are listening to the sounds of. 16 minutes into this motherfucker, just about. (laughs) No. 91. Stop dead naming me. (laughs) 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 Yep, yep, should we do that? I had to rewind. All right. (laughs) You guys are listening to the sounds of 91 Cam. All right. Proofs in the place. So. If you want to follow us on social media, we're there, and we'll be there. We're ready for you when you're ready for us. So you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook, both at Babblin Dablin. That's B-A-B-B-L-I-N. D-A-B-B-L-I-N. And if you'd like some merchandise, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash Babylon Dablin, spelled the same way as the handles. Or you can go to the Facebook page. It is pinned to the top of the page. Click that link. You'll be right there, ready to spend some monies. And if you'd like to follow me personally, Camden, I can be found on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, all at dflamingo187 or 91cam187 on SoundCloud and Facebook for my music. All right. Okay. If you guys want to keep up with my music, you can find me at soundcloud.com slash hazardwave. That's H-A-Z-A-R-D-W-A-V-E. Links to my other socials are there. If you guys want to get sick hazard merch... Or like a CD or whatever, you know, the digital download, whatever it may be. You can get that at subgoth.bandcamp.com. And if you want the merch exclusively, you can go to subgoth.bandcamp.com slash merch. It's all there, baby. It's all there. And I got a new album in the works. I'm hoping to get out by June. So keep uh, keep an eye on that. Dude, what the fuck? We made it through those plugs so fast. We've never done plugs that fast before. <laughs> well, we usually really... Uh, Ring them out, but we've been getting used to fitting in time for guests to get their their yeah. plugs in. Yeah, that's, that checks out. That checks out. And we're just, you know, we're getting more efficient at it. I don't know. We've listened to the people. They hate the plugs. Let's try to get to them as fast as, as possible. Have you been getting <laughs> feedback? No. I was, okay, I was about to say. Well, I think Graham, he's not crazy about, like, the, uh, the plugs up front. He was more of a plug at the end kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Well, but I'm trying to sell some music, man. Yeah, what if they don't listen? Nobody all listens the way to all the, the way through. Yeah, <laughs> no, except for the ones that do. We love you guys mm-hmm. if you do, but you know, the reality is, not, not everyone dead. listens to. Uh, <laughs> not everyone listens to the podcast all the way through. So we like to catch them up front. Yeah, and that's why I've I've always been saying I was going to throw that thing in that I always forget to say. I was like, you know, welcome to the first timers, and yeah, know, yeah. glad you're here, and return listeners, welcome back. So there's that. <laughs> so we are bad at this. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I don't think we're bad ah. at this. We're just we're not great. <laughs> but wow. uh, we're not bad. Okay. Just just say you hate it, man. <laughs> just say that this is the fucking worst so pile you, of shit you've ever heard. So for you, not bad is great, but for me, not. So for you, bad is great, but for me, not bad, but not great is terrible. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I see. Linguistics. Basically, dude, if you don't 
if you don't get something out of your listening to babbling and dabbling, whether good, bad, or, you know, that's it, just good or bad, you're either like, man, I love these guys so much, or I wish they would fall off of a cliff and die a slow, painful death on the way down. Um, one of those two is the only acceptable response that you should have to hearing us, because I need to, I need you to feel something. I can't have you walk away from here if you're just indifferent, not in, not impacted at all in any way. I need you to either love us or hate us, or just me specifically. You know, you don't have to hate Scott. You can just hate me. You can hate me, because I say you know all the bad words that gets canceled and stuff. So you can hate me, and Scott's not involved in that. Uh, when I like well, I, I say faggot to... <laughs> and midget, <laughs> I do tend to bring bring subjects up though, and have like that uh that counter you know perspective that's or what's the, the unpopular you're, opinion you're, you're devil's advocate yeah the devil's advocate opinion well no that's different that's not an opinion that's the that's just like a thought but you exercise. do be advocating for the I do devil. be doing that I do be that ain't right so you went to uh you went to Rigby's today did do that Are there any highlights anything fun funny terrible happen man I am terrible at bowling I fucking came in last place out of me, Rachel, and the two kids. Who got in first place? Dexter. Nice. Did you guys have the uh, the bumpers up or? Yeah, for them. Okay. Well, they, they cheated. Fucking little shits. So the real little question cheaters. is, who did? Oh, well, if you came in last, then Rachel did better than you. Okay. Oh yeah. So. But I would have fucking beat the brakes off them kids if they didn't have them bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have fucking stomped them, bro. Like <laughs> losers had to use bumpers. Dude, that should be a skit where we just like bow little kids and be like, in your fucking face, loser. <laughs> like I'm five. Wow, that peaked. Yeah, a little bit. These mics are just getting better. I don't know. They're just picking up more. Uh, or you also you're also used to talking further away from the mic, so you speak up a little louder. But now the mic's closer to you. Yeah. The times they are changing. They are. We're we're moving up. Man, I tr- I tried to make some upgrades when I got the last when I got that last stimulus, like besides yeah. the arms. So I was gonna buy the road cat or the the road the pod mics. I was just gonna buy two of them for us, and then you know if we have guests or whatever, mm-hmm. they can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can um, use the hand me downs. <laughs> yeah, you can use the Samsons. But I was reading all the reviews, and they were like. They're good mics, but without external preamps, just in between the mic and here, you have to like max the fucking faders out and like put a lot of gain behind it, and it'll yeah. create a noise floor, pretty heavy. So I was like, "Fuck!" And then I was like, "I don't want to buy a cloud lifter because some things are fucking two hundred and fifty bucks for yeah. a two channel." So I found this fucking brand called Clark Technic or some shit. They're like from the UK. And then bitches were like 50 bucks for a two channel. And I was like, all right, they're not going to be the same quality, obviously, but they'll get, they'll get the mics louder with less noise. Yeah. And then I got all excited. I'm like, oh, fuck Eddie. I'm about to just, I'm going to get two of them bitches so we can have all four channels and I can, you know, turn the fader down on these even. And then we'll have our little pod mics. Things are going to be great. Well, things were not great because I couldn't find them any fucking weird. Every fucking place that was like, we sell these, they didn't have any. I was like, God damn it. And it's been it's been a couple we months. We sell these, but not. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Yeah, it's been a couple months, dude. I I had Sweetwater is a you know big music store. Oh yeah, and uh, they were the ones that had them for the cheapest. Honestly, everywhere else was like eighty or so bucks. Oh shit, maybe no. I think Sweetwater had them for eighty. Everywhere else had them for like a hundred for the two channel. But they were like, you know, we're out of stock. You know, give us your email. We'll notify you when we're back in stock. And I ain't heard a fucking thing about it. So I don't think they're coming. I think they're done. So the uh, the other day, um, well, before I tell that story, on this topic, because you just reminded me of something, mm-hmm. how things are just straight up out of stock and gone. I don't know if that's due to the pandemic or whatever, but there's, I so I recently just upgraded my PC. Mm-hmm. And there's something crazy going on in the graphics card community right now where I guess there's a mixture of a, a big sub- demand for them because of the pandemic. People are staying home yeah. more and they're like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get a P- better PC if I'm going to be home so often. And, you know, I might game some more. I might ha- need to do more work, people working from home or whatever. So because there's a bigger demand or not because, but in combination with there being a big demand, for some reason, there's a supply sor- shortage mm-hmm. because of, I guess, workers. I don't know. Maybe people are getting sent home, not working as much. It's more so NFTs as well. What are NFTs? It's a new kind of crypto. It's called, it's a non-fungible token. It's like artwork that people make and then sell for exorbitant amounts of money. Okay. It's fucking weird. I don't understand NFTs like that, but. Okay. Um, so normally a graphics card that would cost me like $300, mm-hmm. like the, the 1060 Ti, something like that, is normally in the range of about 300 bucks, give or take 20, 30 depending on what, you know, where you get it. Um, those right now are running up between 900 to a thousand or more. If you can even find one, even then at that price range, they're still out of stock in most places. And it's not just that it's literally almost every graphics card and not even current gen, like older graphics card, everything. They're all just fucking, they're gone. (laughs) And I think another reason is, I guess, like, maybe this is related, but a lot of people are buying graphics cards for, like, um, crypto mining, I guess, yeah. stuff like that. I guess that's similar to what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> crypto mining, NFT production, and, I mean, the general guy that has more time at the house now that wants to upgrade their PC. Yeah. So, I upgraded my PC with the exception of the graphics card. I just kept the old graphics card, and I'm just going to hold on to that for a while because there's... Hodl. What? Hoddle? What is that? <laughs> it's from the Wall Street Bets thing. It's it's a big thing with the whole Dogecoin movement. It's instead of hold, it's hoddle. Hoddle. H O D L. And then Elon Musk even said it on like Joe Rogan's thing. He's like, I'm gonna buy my son some some Dogecoin and then he'll be a a toddler hodler. <laughs> toddler hodler. <laughs> yes. Elon Musk is an interesting guy, but um, Oh, yeah, I want to get to that story before I forget it. So the other day, I got, um, what was it, uh, Zaxby's, right? Mm-hmm. And, Did you try uh, the sandwich? Oh, it's, uh, I've been getting it every time okay. I go. It's so good. It's good. Uh, one of the better competitors out of all the others, because everyone's been doing a, a new crispy chicken now. Yeah. For some reason. Um, McDonald's is trash. I don't think it's trash, but it's, they got rid of something great for something mediocre, for something okay. The, the buttermilk chicken sandwich was so much better and now this I new southern like one butter, i love the butter the milk. southern the southern fried the southern fried chicken oh it's so much better no, dude. It's not. yeah because i'd have i've had them no. down here because when i was on the road up north they didn't have the southern style chicken sandwiches they had the buttermilk chicken mm-hmm. you know that shit wasn't it's the same better. no it wasn't you're a fucking liar this isn't a matter i will of right say it's less consistent 
Because when it's bad, it's but bad. You're wrong. But when it's good, oh, dude, it's so fucking good. I ain't never had a bad Southern style chicken sandwich from McDonald's. It's more consistent. I'll give it that. <laughs> but it is consistent mediocrity. It's not. Nah, yeah. It's. Well, I'll, I, I'll I will give say, it that. It's uh, the worst one. There is one that's worse. Is Burger King. Yeah, Burger King. Burger King's crispy is. It looks. Are you the original? Amazing. The no, one? no, I love. Oh, the okay, one. Okay. I love the. I love the what? original chicken sandwich. You're fucking insane. They have a new Southern one. I get it all the time. So you're good. you're tired. You're, you're just, <laughs> all right, we're done. Bye. They, they have a new Southern or you know crispy chicken sandwich. They've had and, crispy chickens. No, no, I'm, this is new. This is the competing. Chicken? Yeah, this is. Com- yeah, the chicken. It's competing with the <laughs> the new uh, crispy chickens everywhere now. Yeah. Um. It looks amazing on the menu, just not delivered. Like, it is not the same when you get it. My friend, uh, Sean, he was like, I refuse to say the goddamn name of that sandwich. <laughs> but he, the chicken? Yeah, he's like, I'm not saying that shit. He's like, chicken. So, anyways, to get back to my, we got a little on a tangent there about sandwiches, which is, you know, expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are two plump individuals. Yeah. Well, speaking of being plump, um, I got Zaxby's, and when I got back home, um, I guess I was just really in the mood for the sandwich and trying to hurry up and get back in. So I took a shortcut through the grass to get to the walkway to the, my door. Mm-hmm. And uh, I must have stumbled upon like a big, thick pocket of oxygen because <laughs> I tripped on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and my hands are completely full. So I ate total shit, dude. I, I ate so much shit. Uh, I, I scraped my knee really bad. And uh, it was one of those falls where... Um, when you land, you're like, man, if this was more comfortable, I would just lay here because mm. <laughs> I don't want to get back up. Like it was a hard fall, like knock the wind out of you. Yeah. And then, uh, when we looked it up on the, uh, the ring cam, um, you don't see me actually fall, but you see me already on the ground and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, uh, what happened fuck. to the food? <laughs> um, the container broke. Okay. Like it broke the side from container. But everything was still edible, so right. I still ate it. Okay. But both the, the drink just exploded because it's, it's styrofoam, I <laughs> yeah. guess. So when it landed, it just exploded everywhere. So I had soda on me. Um, and I, when I went, I limped my way back in, <laughs> and I went in there, and I told my dad, I was like, hey, I'm not going back out there to get it, but if you want to get it, there's two destroyed drinks out there, <laughs> and they're just sitting out there. If you want to throw them away, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I got a man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he came back in and was like, oh, your coffee, <laughs> it stayed intact here. <laughs> so I still had a coffee to drink. But, dude, I felt like shit for the next five to ten minutes. It's, an exa- it's probably more like 30 minutes. So I felt like shit. But that's just how out of shape and how, like, the effects of getting older are affecting me. Yeah. A combination of being older and being really out of shape. <laughs> when you take a fall, you're done. <laughs> you're done for the day. You would think with all this uh, <laughs> all this padding we've got that oh, falls. No. Nah, it intensifies the fall. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably bounced a little bit when I hit the ground. <laughs> it was not fun, man. I, I ate so much shit, dude. It was mm. disgusting. <laughs> There's a Zaxby's hater out there talking like, oh, you already bought Zaxby's, so yeah, you were eating shit regardless. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love Zaxby's mostly for the so- the Zaxby's sauce. Oh, the Zax sauce? It's the best out of any place's signature sauce. It is the best. Uh... Some people argue Chick-fil-A sauce is better, but I, I whatever that, that, I'll give that to them because I just don't like that kind of flavor. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. No, it's not. It's the same. Well, the same idea anyway. It's the same attempt. Similar, but Zaxby's is so much. Chick Fil A is good for what it is. I just don't like what it is. 
I'm tired. And we went to Chick-fil-A earlier, and I was like, I don't even fucking want to be here, man. All this gay hating chicken. I don't even. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get the chicken sandwich there anymore. I usually just get strips and nuggets. No, that's what, oh, that's what, oh, that's what I got. I got the chicken sandwich. I got the original. Um, but they fucked us up, man. I fucking I ordered my meal large. They gave me a large fry, but a medium drink. I'm like, all right, this is some bullshit. And then <laughs> I asked for my kids. It's kid meal. I'm like, he wants grilled nuggets with a mac and cheese instead of French fries. Those grilled nuggets are garbage. Didn't give. Oh, well, you're fucking. That's crazy. <laughs> You are a crazy person. The grilled nuggets are pretty fire, honestly, but... Okay, they're cooked well, but whatever. I guess they put some kind of extra seasoning or whatever. The seasoning is garbage. Man. Whatever they do to it Just or put on talking, it, it's dude. bad. Just stop it. You're so wrong right now. <laughs> I'm not even a Chick-fil-A defender, but I will defend those grilled nuggets. Mm-mm. They're grilled, they're grilled sandwich is good. It's the same shit. No, it's, it's the same motherfucking no, thing. No, it's not. It's the same chicken with the same fucking seasoning, man. Mm-mm. Dude, I used to deliver to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm talking about, dude. It's all the same shit. Well, then maybe on, they need to add some bread and some pickles or whatever they put on the grilled chicken sandwich. They need to put that on the nuggets. <laughs> if it yeah. is the exact same, then make these nuggets something. a breadless sandwich. And then we're on to something. You're just so fucking wrong <laughs> about so many things. That was a lot of wrong in a whole a little bit of time. Well, people have told me I'm wrong a lot of. I mean, do you take what I say in a grain of salt when it comes to food because I don't even like macaroni and cheese. Yeah, he so, probably doesn't even like salt. I'm surprised he used that statement. Salt? I don't mind <laughs> I just, salt. It was a joke <laughs> about how bad your tastes are. And I add a little bit of salt to things sometimes. <laughs> I've been known to partake in salt. Mm-hmm. Especially like the, you know, the sea salt or the, yeah, dude. You know, the more expensive, you know, what about the, the salt them, grinders. What about those, the salt lamps, dude? The Himalayan salt lamps. Yeah, dude, the images are kind of hard. Right. Yeah, right. They don't taste very well, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe throw some butter on it. and. <laughs> uh, dude, I was thinking yesterday, well, I guess it was actually this morning when I got off work, but um, just the way that buttered sounds. The butter sounds buttered, like buttered. the word buttered. Oh, the word buttered. Yeah, like buttered toast. Yeah, I was like butt turd toast. Butt turd toast. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's so. rich, but I get it. Yeah, it's a butt turd, <laughs> butt butter, butt turd, butter. You're a butt turd. Yeah, so I didn't know how I was going to work that. Like that, you sound like Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Buttered toast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were onto something, dude. They were. They were ahead of the ahead of the times, man. Yeah, dude. All right, well, let's get into some. Uh, unless you got anything else, let's let's try to get into some. Yeah, let's events. just let's just brush over the fact that I did a wedding. You did a wedding, dude. You did a wedding. I officiated a wedding. I fucking yeah. You're yeah, just like, get let's that, get dude. out of this. Let's just go on, man. I'm like, nah, dude. I got to do the thing. I forgot about. I got to talk about the thing. Oh, you forgot about the wedding. I did. How oh, you I, forgot? I wasn't there. I know you weren't there, but you know it was on Facebook. Well, let's get into it. Were you nervous? Yes. Did of you course. stumble over any words? Just one. Did you improvise at all? A little bit. <laughs> but I stuck to the script for the most part, just so I knew if, if something okay. went wrong, I knew where to jump back in at. <laughs> Do you have like a script that you read? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I may take all the guesswork out of this shit. Because gotcha. I'm not trying to fuck up somebody's <laughs> wedding day. But uh I mean it's it it was it was a weird feeling. You know, for like being used to being on stage, but knowing that the 
what I'm about to do is much different than what I normally do. Yeah. But I mean, like, honestly, about the same time on stage, it did seem like it went by pretty quick, which is good because if it felt like it was dragging, that'd probably be me fucking up. So whenever you go to weddings, like as a, what, a viewer, an audience member, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, a guest. Yeah. Um, that sounds like great. <laughs> an audience member. <laughs> um, even though you're not the one getting married, even if it's not someone you're really close to, like if you're a plus one, mm. there's still, it's still, uh, it draws on you emotionally a little bit because it's just uh, one of those things that you're witnessing that is really emotionally powerful for a lot of people, including yeah. myself. And is that amplified at all when you're in this position of officiating them? Mm, yeah, I mean, well, if I was in the crowd, I'd be like, hey, okay, when's the food? <laughs> I'm just here for the food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was on, I mean, I'm on stage with everybody and everything like that. So it's like, we were trying to set it up. Like said so something happened. They didn't get the, they didn't get the venue for the night before to do an actual rehearsal in, even yeah. though they thought that that was the plan. So come, come night before they were just like, Oh shit, we don't have, a, we don't have it to rehearse in. I'm like, all right, whatever. We should at least still meet up somewhere and kind of brush over some things and get a get a somewhat idea so I don't fuck your day up. Okay. So we, you know, we did that, and then Saturday we got back together a little bit at the venue. It's eleven eleven. Make a wish. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd fucking die. Okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, so it was. I was. I was there about an hour early for when it should have started. And I was like, you know, I was like, all right, this is going to be fine. And then as time goes on, I get a little nervous. I'm like, all right, it's about time. I got to be ready. I got to do the thing. And then time comes and goes. We're not starting yet. I'm like, all right, cool. More time to just sit here and be nervous. This is awesome. <laughs> and then we started about an hour late. So I was like, that's a whole lot of time to sit there and not be fucking confident in anything. Just sitting there nervous. But, um. It was cool, man, and we made some last-minute changes, like right before we got on stage. And I was like, "Shit, this isn't in the script. Do you want this in the? Do you want this in your wedding?" He was like, "Yes, please, God, I don't even think about that." And I was like, "All right, cool, man. So we'll fucking throw that in, all willy-nilly, like." And that was the part I screwed up when I. It was the it was the ring exchange. The script I had didn't have the whole like, as you place the ring on their finger, say, "With this ring, I give you my heart," or anything. It was a short, simple one. It was just, "With this ring, I give you my heart." But when I went to say it, I said, with this wing. Beans, beans, give me, yeah, make you fart. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I stumbled on ring. Oh, no. I was like, with this wing. I was like, <laughs> nope, that's not it. Words are hard. <laughs> and I, but somebody walked in in the middle of the wedding. Like, she stood at the door, seeing that a wedding was going on. Somebody off. told her. Nah, I just made fun of her. <laughs> publicly shamed yeah. her. Yeah. One of the bridesmaids was telling her, like, go around, because it's like. You walk in the front door of this place, and there's, like, a little... Hey, I'm working here. There's a little, like, <laughs> lobby area. There's another set of French doors that goes right into the room we're in. There's a door off to the left that brings you around to the back side of that room we're in. They were telling her to go around. Go that way. Go to the back side of the room so you're not right up front. She, I guess, took that as a sign of, I should go right here. Right where everything's happening, that's where I need to be right then, right then, right now. <laughs> and she walked in, and, like, I had just finished saying something... And everybody, of course, turned to look at her, and she was like, sorry. And I'm like, that's some bad timing, I'll tell you that much. I, you got real bad timing. And then we went right back to the wedding. <laughs> so, 
It was a good time. Good time? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Once everything was over with, you know, a lot of people were like, you did good. And I'm like, thanks. And then this one guy tried to convert me to uh, Jesus. <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, man, you a pastor? I'm like, nope. I'm just a guy. And he was like, all right, man, what well, do you believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I'm like, I do not. <laughs> and he was now, like, did Oof. you have to quote? The Lord and stuff. Nope, we okay. found a non-religious one. Ooh, nice. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's my. That's Spicy. gonna be my go-to. Hey, if you want a religious wedding, don't fucking look my way. Because I'll be disingenuous. <laughs> yeah, because I. Whew, God's not gonna shine brightly on your fucking union if I'm the one that fucking <laughs> finalized yeah. it. But the power was vested in you. Yeah, dude, the power was vested in me by the state of Georgia and the Universal by the Life State of Georgia, Universal <laughs> Life Church, or something like that. Yeah. Any more highlights? Mm. Nah, dude, it was pretty. It was pretty fire. Pretty smooth. I fucked any with more, it. Any more offers to start officiating more weddings? A couple charge? people just said they were. They're like, man, you did good. I should get you to do my wedding, but nobody ever like went through with did it. Did you do it so. for free? Um, I told them I would, but then they paid me. So. Hey. We had agreed on a money thing ahead of time, and then I was just like, I was like, honestly, I don't care if you pay me or not. I haven't done a wedding before, so this could be free. This is your pro bono. And they were like, nah, <laughs> you're just going to, you're we're going to pay you. I'm like, I mean, you don't have to, though. And then they paid me. And then the the groom's mom paid me. How much did they pay you? Um, not a lot. <laughs> hey, it's better Something. than you expected. No, I mean, it was. they paid 100 and then. Hey, that's not how many hours of work you put in. I mean, not a lot. Yeah, was, I mean, that's pretty good. This is easy. But if you're listening and you want me to do your wedding, you're going to have to pay more than $100 because <laughs> I had to take two days off of work. I lost a lot of money to do this oh, wedding. Oh, So, But it was nice to have two days off after only having one day off these past fucking, I don't know, five, <laughs> seven, 12 weeks. How long? Are, I don't know. I lost track of time. Everything was running together. I'm wondering if I got any funny wedding story. Okay, yeah, I do got one wedding story. Um... A buddy of mine, uh, my friend Josh, he was, he's been on this uh, show before mm. for the taste testing stuff. Yeah. Um, when he got married, um, our friend Justin, who's also been on the show once, uh, you probably don't know because he didn't really say much, <laughs> but he has been on the show. He's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. He just meant a few words. <laughs> been on the show three times, two words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, um, he was the best man because mm-hmm. they've been friends for so long, just way, since way back in the day. Right. And uh, we were joking beforehand with uh, Justin because he hadn't wrote like a, a speech yet or anything. And they had planned to each say something, you know, <clears throat> and uh, we were joking <laughs> and uh, about him, like pretending to like use that to his advantage and just like choke or whatever. And uh, or no, I don't know if we joked about that or, or if I did, it was without Justin. Like he didn't know about that or whatever. Right. So, you know, we go through the wedding and it comes time for speeches and Justin's up there and he's like, he says, I always knew this day would come. <laughs> <sighs> that he's just like, <clears throat> start making little noises with his throat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's choking. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. He planned this. <laughs> he's not choking. He's just, <laughs> he just didn't write anything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, talking to him later, though, uh, he did end up like he just really was choking up and couldn't say anything. And 
Brit, uh, whoever, I don't know if it was uh, Brittany or Kaylin. Uh, Kaylin is, you know, now Josh is now wife when they were getting married. Um, like kind of bailed him out. They're like, well, it looks like he's having trouble saying anything. So uh, I'll speak up and say something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a nice wedding. It was very fun, uh, especially when you're really close to the person. I think I was a groomsman for it. Right. Oh, no, that- no, no. I would have been. But. Um, they decided to go with just the best span and a uh, bridesmaid, maid of honor. Yeah, or maid of honor, uh, just one of, one of each. Right. So I ended up just sitting in a pew or a chair, or whatever it was, and uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I've been other than that, my sister's wedding was really cool. She uh, when she was married, uh, she got into uh, they they met at a movie theater. So they got married in a movie theater. Okay. Instead of like a traditional church or anything like that. And uh, the wedding invitations were all movie tickets that they had printed out. And they printed out all these like trailer, um, like uh, movie posters that were like, you know, photos of him like standing like this and her like this with holding his tie and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cute. Right. And uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Like you had to like, you know, Give them the movie ticket stub to get into the wedding or whatever, and then you sat down in the movie theater chairs like normal, and uh, it was really nice. It was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I've I've been a plus one to a couple of weddings. Um, that's about it. You know, I don't really have any other crazier crazy wedding stories. Um, I went to a an ex's of mine's wedding, so that was interesting. Being the ex at someone's wedding, (laughs) but uh, luckily I had a plus one that we always at the time uh, interested in, and uh, that was a lot of fun. It kind of took my mind off of it a lot, and actually made the experience so much better. So I really appreciate that from her. And uh, yeah, man, that was that was a really fun wedding because we they had it at the. I don't know what restaurant it is. I forgot the name of it, but it's like a really like higher end restaurant or uh, they do like they like they have weddings there a lot. Yeah. And uh, we got there really early. So we decided to eat there. And it was one of those places where like the menu is literally like the entire dish. Like you don't pick a side or anything like it tells you what's going to come with it. Like this is uh, this and this with a side of this, this, this garnished. with. This. I mean, it's just, you know, and there was like five menu items like just whatever they offered for the day and i ended up getting flounder i think it was and uh it was really expensive but it was fucking amazing that pesto sauce really really worked on it and i came with like some i don't fucking i don't remember what the side was it was like some potato related thing but yeah it's that's pretty much it for my wedding experiences i love weddings they're fun yeah when they're not stressed during the, during the not stressful part of it. But yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm a professional wedding guy now, so <laughs> weddings are no longer fun. They're over. <laughs> they're your job now. Yeah. You I took can. your hobby and you turned it into work. <laughs> do something you'd be willing to do for free and get paid for it, man. That's what they say. You have any more wedding experiences or fun stories? Nah, man, just mine. Just my own wedding. Just your own wedding? How was your wedding? Did you have like an extravagant, fun, big wedding? Or was it like a courtroom? Nah, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it in somebody's driveway. Hey, uh, that could be fun. I didn't even have a ring. Ooh. 
I had, uh, she put a bread tie on my ring finger. Oh, that's kind of awesome. That's cool. That's like so like <laughs> southern. It's some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is, did she do that because you're the breadwinner? No, I was not the bread. Nobody was the breadwinner at the time. There was no bread being won. There was no bread. <laughs> there was no bread being won back then. Um. I had my aunt play guitar. It was like this song that went by. I guess it was like our song. Or my song to Rachel. Whatever the fuck. However that works out, you know. But she did, she's like, she played the guitar and sang the singing parts. And then there's like a rap verse. And then I rapped that while we were standing up there. You rapped at your wedding? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Did you make a rap about marrying? No, no, Mary? no, no. Oh. It was, it was, it was another song that oh, okay. like was you like your wedding vows were wrapped. <laughs> I don't remember if we did like regular vows. We just uh, my wedding. It was it was thrown together, man. We did not we did not do the whole planning it out thing. <laughs> didn't get a, didn't get a wedding planner or nothing. None of that. No, we went. We went cheap as possible. Yeah, that requires bread. Honestly, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that people were like, "We want to, we want there to be a wedding," we probably would have just got married at the courthouse and been, yeah, you know, on our way about it. Yeah, but that's not as fun. I don't, it's the weddings were they're fun, man. I love weddings. Yeah, they can be. That, okay, yeah, and I I'm, guess there I are mean, bad weddings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's. I'm not. I'm not against the whole idea of having the wedding ceremony or anything. Obviously, and hit me up if you're doing one. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, here's my business card. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what so the guy. The guy. The photographer was like, you know, I'm, I'm getting married in like a year, and he was like, I might, I might have you do it. I'm like, well, why don't you wait until we see how this goes first? You know, you can prob. I mean, honestly, you could probably hit up uh, Max. Because they do a lot of weddings now with his photography uh, mm-hmm. company, yeah, and they hired on a DJ and stuff like that. So they're really like trying to be like, you know, they do other one things. One stop shop, but they want yeah, they want to be able to be a one stop shop for weddings. So maybe you can offer being I'd be the an officiator <laughs> if it's non religious. <laughs> yeah, I want to do like yeah. What's up, man? You want a non religious wedding? You want to get gay married? We can do that. <laughs> we can do that. I'll be the guy. I wonder how many. Religious gay weddings are. Is there a market for that? There probably is. I don't know. There's been a whole lot of reinterpreting, I guess. I don't know the of the word, and it's like a lot of people are saying now that it was never intended to be against homosexuality. What they're talking about in the Bible was more towards people fucking kids. So it got twisted into being something against homosexuality when really it was against pedophiles. So fair enough. That whole thing about like you know gay people aren't welcome and you know whatever the fuck is like kind of being thrown out the window at a lot of places. So I would assume yeah there are religious gay weddings. Yeah, I know we're not we're probably not supposed to say gay weddings, but it's fun to say gay weddings. It wedding. is what it is. Supposed to get gay, gay, let's wedding, go, go get gay married, gay and they're getting wedding. <laughs> they're getting wedded. <laughs> gay married. That's what I say. I now pronounce you gay married. <laughs> you may now do the I don't know the thing. <laughs> you may now sixty nine or. 
Jesus. Yeah. All right, let's change topics. I don't. We're gonna get. Uh, nah, we are an hour in. We're not doing current events. We're already an hour in. Mm-hmm. No way. That felt like thirty minutes. Fifty-one minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, we're getting good at this. Yeah, dude, we're fucking killing it. So I guess the topic of this is weddings. I don't know. We're gonna have to name this after a wedding or uh, till death do us part. Till death do us, dude. I like it. <laughs> we'll save that. I think I'm. Oh yeah, I got to title the episode because I titled you titled it last time. Right? What was no. Yeah, because well, yeah, we kind of cinnamon tails crunch. You, you. No, we had Austin and Andrew. It was lips to tip, deploy and destroy. Yeah, well, I'm saying the last time you and me. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it last. So. Oh, dude, I listened back to that episode and it was so goddamn painful to get through us trying to name that fucking thing. <laughs> I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was funny, kind of, but like I was like, all right, guys, get it together or cut this part out. That's, that's I'm I'm now an advocate of cutting shit out. No, nah, we're wrong, real baby. What else we got? We should call someone and see see if they got any good wedding stories. <laughs> it's so, it's too late for that. We should have known we were going to talk about weddings ahead of time. Yeah. Well, you did, but I didn't. Well. <laughs> all right. So fuck it, dude. This is the origins of marriage. Oh yeah, let's look up some things about mar- marriage. There we go. All right. Good damn it. This is from theweek.com. It says, "How old is the institution?" The best available evidence suggests that it's about 4,350 years old. For thousands of years before that, most anthropologists believe families consisted of loosely organized groups of as many as 30 people, with several male leaders, multiple women shared by them, and children. As hunter-gatherers settled down into agrarian civilizations, I hope that was right, (laughs) society has a need for more stable arrangement. No. Okay. I'm thinking of the calendar, Gregorian calendar. Yeah, no, nah, this is A G R A R I A N. Okay. Agrarian is the only thing I can think of. We need Blake here to fucking shame us. Yeah, I got a good topic next, by the way, for about the weddings. All right. Um, the first recorded evidence of marriage ceremonies uniting one woman and one man dates from about 2350 BC in Mesopotamia. Over the next several hundred years, marriage evolved into a widespread institution embraced by the ancient Hebrews, Greeks, and Romans. But back then, marriage had little to do with love or religion. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, where's the spooky? (laughs) (laughs) What was it about then? I'm glad you asked. Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Marriage's primary purpose was to bind women to men and thus guarantee that a man's children were truly his biological heirs. Through marriage, a woman became a man's property. In the, oh, God damn it, bethrothal? Betrothal okay. ceremony in the betrothal ceremony of ancient Greece, a father would hand over his daughter with these words. I pledge my daughter for the purpose of producing legitimate offspring. What a fucking weird thing to say. Among the ancient Hebrews, men were free to take several wives. Married Greeks and Romans were free to satisfy their sexual urges with concubines, prostitutes, and even teenage male lovers. Well, that's weird. While their wives were required to stay home and tend to the household. If wives failed to produce offspring, their husbands could give them back and marry someone else. <laughs> okay. So, oof, the marriage glow up is real out here. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, when did love enter the picture? I skipped a couple paragraphs, by the way. Later than you might think. For much of human history, couples were brought together for practical reasons, not because they fell in love. In time, of course, many marriage partners came to feel deep mutual love and devotion. 
But the idea of romantic love as a motivating force for marriage only goes as far back as the Middle Ages. Naturally, many scholars believe the concept was invented by the French. They're fucking French. Its model was the knight who felt intense love for someone else's wife, as in the case of Sir Lancelot and King Arthur's wife, Queen Genevieve. Genevieve. Guinevere? Guinevere. I think it's Guinevere. I don't know. There ain't a damn W in it. Is it oh. you? Gen- well, uh, so I know. I would, man, whatever. That bitch. We know what we're about Queen that. G. 12th century advice. <laughs> 12th century advice literature told men to woo the object of their desire by praising her eyes, hairs, and lips. That just says hair, not hairs. I said that wrong. In the 13th century, Richard de Fourneville, physician to the king of France, wrote advice on love, in which he suggested that a woman cast her love flirtatious glances, anything but a frank and open entreaty. Entreaty? Entreaty. I don't fucking know. So. Men who married men. Gay marriage is rare in history, but not unknown. The Roman Emperor Nero, who ruled from AD 54 to 68, twice married men in formal wedding ceremonies and forced the imperial court to treat them as his wives. Okay. Going against the grain. In 2nd and 3rd century Rome, homosexual weddings became common enough that it worried the social commentator Juvenal. Juvenal. What the fuck? Says Marilyn Yalom in A History of the Wife. Look, a man of family and fortune being wed to a man, Juvenal wrote. Such things, before we're very much older, will be done in public. He mocked such unions, saying that male brides would never be able to hold their husbands by having a baby. The Romans outlawed formal homosexual unions in the year 342, but Yale history professor John Boswell says he's found scattered evidence of homosexual unions after that time, including some that were recognized by Catholic and Greek orchid. Orthodox churches. In one 13th century Greece, Greek, God damn it, words, Greece, Greece. <laughs> in one 13th century Greek Orthodox ceremony, the order for solemnization of same-sex union, God damn, words are hard. <laughs> Celebrant asked God to grant the participants grace to love one another and to abide unhated and not a cause of scandal all the days of their lives with the help of the Holy Mother of God and all thy saints. And that's the end of the article. All righty. Thank God. Shout out to marriage. Dude, yeah. Shout out to gay weddings. Dude, hell yeah. Go get get gay married. Are you straight? No. Go get gay married. (laughs) Just for the fun of marry your bros, dude. Yeah, dude. It's just a goof. Just for the laws. Um, okay, so what I found was some of the most bizarre um, or interesting uh, cultures in uh, certain places for weddings. So in the first one is in South Korea, uh, it says beating the groom's feet. Beating the groom's yep. feet? Following okay. their wedding ceremonies, some South Korean grooms are subjected to a certain ritual before they can leave with their new wives. The beating of their feet his groomsmen or family members remove the groom's shoes and bind his ankles with rope before taking turns to beat his feet with a stick or, in some cases, a dried fish. <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. <laughs> that was good, dude. That was one of your best ones yet. <laughs> Though obviously painful, the ritual is over quickly and meant to be more amusing than an act of punishment. And apparently, as the groom is often quizzed and questioned during the act, the beating of feet is meant as a test of the newly wedded husband's strength and character. All right, next. 
in Kenya. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this word. It's M A A S A I. So I'm gonna say Maasai. M A A S Maasai. Maasai. I don't know. Sounds good. Roll with it, man. Yeah. I got, uh, no, marriage, I got no room to speak about Maasai marriage spitting. Mm-hmm. So during the weddings of Kenya's Maasai people, it is often customary for the father of the bride to spit on his daughter's head and breast before she leaves with her new husband. What might seem a strange, disrespectful custom to certain cultures actually makes sense within the Maasai culture in which spitting is seen as a symbol of good luck and fortune. Spitting can be seen in other areas of Maasai culture, too. Maasai tribesmen will spit on their hands before shaking hands, like a spit shake, I get it, Mm -hmm. with elders as a sign of respect, and it is also tradition to spit on newborn Maasai babies to ward off bad luck. All right. Well, hopefully they chilled that out with the COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So in Scotland, this is called... Oh, your hometown. Right? Blackening. Taking stag and hen traditions to the extreme. In parts of Scotland, usually in the the Orkney Islands, Fife, Aberdeenshire and Angus, grooms and (laughs) brides-to-be are subjected to a particularly grimy ritual known as blackening. Usually taking taking place the day before a wedding, blackening involves the bride or groom's friends seizing the soon-to-be-wed and covering them in a mixture of treacle? T-R-E-A-C-L-E, whatever that is. Treacle, soot, soot, uh, whatever that's pronounced, uh, feathers, and flour before noisily parading them through the streets. According to the University of the Highlands and Islands in Inverness, the tradition is carried out to ward off evil spirits. Seems a little extra to me. Okay. Um, India. Cum viva. (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. In India, women born under Mangal Dosha, a Hindu astrological combination, are termed Mangliks and thought to be cursed with bad luck, especially in marriage, where the curse is said to bring tension and even death. In order to remedy this, a kumviva, a ceremony in which the woman marries either a peepal or a banana tree or an idol of the god Vishnu, is performed before their actual wedding to break the curse. Bollywood actress and Miss World 1994 winner Ashwara Rai Bak- <laughs> Bakchan underwent a kumziva before her marriage to fellow actor uh, Abhishek Banchan Bakchan in 2007. All right, let's move on to the next one. Those are some hard words, dude. Dude, I fucking... Yeah, Indian names are some, some tongue twisters, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Germany, dude, fuck off. Do you want to try to say that? <laughs> Which one? Uh, Polterbend and Bomstamsagen. <laughs> Polterbend and Bomstamsagen. That's more Russian than this German. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, on the, there, but On the eve of, you just have to say it angry. Polterbend and Bomstamsagen. I don't know. Yeah, that's, there you go. Uh, that's so racist. Um, on the eve of some German weddings, guests of the couple will gather at the house of the bride and smash pieces of crockery in a tradition known as Polterbend, believed to bring good luck to the bride and groom. The couple are then required to clean up the debris to demonstrate that by working together, wow, working together, they can overcome any challenge the face, 
they face in married life. They put the, it's not my fault. Right. They mean they. A similar tradition is that of Bamstam Sagin, in which newlyweds saw a log in half in front of their guests. Again, symbolizing the importance of cooperation in their marriage. I think that's sweet. That's I like that. Cool. That fucks. This sounds amazing. Okay. Also kind of sad, but I haven't read it yet, so who knows. In China, there's a crying ritual. Weddings are often an emotional affair, as we discussed previously. Yeah. But in certain parts of China, crying is a required part of preparation for marriage. A month before their forthcoming nuptials, two Jia brides will cry for one hour each day. Ten days into the ritual, the bride is joined by her mother, and ten days after that, the bride's grandmother joins the weeping duo. And eventually, other female family members will join in the cacophony of crying. Termed Zuotang in the Western... This is how I already live my life, but... Termed Zuotang in the Western Sichuan province... The ritual is said to date back to China's Wearing States era when the mother of a Zhao princess broke down in tears at her wedding. Um, how many more we got? Oh, there's a couple more. All right. These are interesting. We're having a good time. Uh, in France. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Dusty Clay. Dusty Slay. Dusty Slay. <laughs> Clay. <laughs> in France, Les Pot. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. In, uh, in France, Le Pot de Chambre. <laughs> Though we might associate France with good, good one. All right. Though we might associate France with hot day cuisine, a certain stomach churning French wedding tradition known as la soupe is about as far from cordon bleu as you can get. <laughs> Following the wedding reception, guests would traditionally gather leftover food and drink and place into a chamber pot before presenting to the newlyweds to drink, supposedly to give them energy for their wedding night. Thankfully, when the tradition is observed nowadays, the bride and groom are usually served a slightly more appealing concoction of chocolate and champagne. I'm in. Chocolate and champagne? Sounds good to me. Champagne. <laughs> Champagne. <laughs> Whatever. Malaysia and Indonesia. Champalit. <laughs> Borneo's bathroom ban. All right. I see where this is going. You know, like trans people. <laughs> ba- members of Malaysia and Indonesia's Tidong people in Borneo observe a tradition that states the bride and groom must not leave their home or use the bathroom for three whole days after their wedding ceremony and are kept under watchful guard and allowed only a small amount of food and drink. So I'm presuming so they don't shit themselves. (laughs) (laughs) But in Tidong culture, not observing the ritual is said to tarnish the bride and groom with bad luck, often resulting in infidelity, the breakup of their marriage or the death of their children. All right. Dude, don't shit. Or don't shit, you're going to be die. a whore, apparently. Yeah, and your fucking <laughs> partner's going to go fucking stepping out on you. Sweden. Okie dokie. You may all kiss the bride. That's what this says. Whew. In many Western weddings, the immortal words, you may now kiss the bride, signifies the sealing of a couple's vows with a kiss. But in Sweden, the kissing ritual is taken to a whole nother level. At the wedding reception of newlywed Swedish couples, if the groom should leave the room, the male guests of the bridal party are permitted to kiss the bride. Similarly, if the bride leaves the party, female guests will hone in to kiss the groom. Wow. 
Okay. So you better Maybe keep an eye. Yeah. Um, Inner Mongolia. Chick liver. All right. Before they can even set the date of their wedding, couples from Dwar, people of China's Inner Mongolia, must observe a tradition that involves the killing of a chick. Chicken chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the couple take a knife and together kill and gut the baby chicken before inspecting its liver. If the chick's liver is in healthy condition, you killed a perfectly good chicken. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. If the chick's liver <laughs> is in a healthy condition, the couple can set a date for their wedding. But if they discover that the chick's liver is of poor quality or diseased, they must repeat the process until they find a healthy liver. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. That's all we got. That was all the cultures. That was a ride. And all them chickens that got to get murdered just so somebody can get married. <sighs> Poor chicks. All right. I think we're good. Is that about sum it up? Should we wrap it? I mean, hold on. Let me brush over this real quick. Stall for time. Okay. Me? Speak amongst yourselves. I <laughs> think Graham said that. that was hilarious <laughs> on five head. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, that's those are some wild. Uh, I'm so bad at stalling. All right. Fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to power through this one real quick. Okay. Ten wedding traditions with dark and twisted origins. Ooh. And we'll, uh, you, you want to find anything or are we going to close on this? Be no, go ahead. We can close on this. We'll, we'll close on dark and twisted origins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in good old babbling and dabbling fashion. Yeah. yeah. And on a low note. Uh, <laughs> Romans used engagement rings to indicate ownership. According to the American Gem Society, anthropologists believe that engagement rings date back to a Roman custom in which wives wore rings with keys attached, which indicated that their husbands owned them. Engagement rings began to get a little less dark in 1477 when Archduke Maximilian of Austria commissioned an extravagant diamond ring for his new wife. The accessory grew in popularity in the Victorian era, and gradually the diamond ring trend trickled down from nobility to the masses. All right, next one. Bridesmaids originally dressed alike to confuse vengeful spirits from harming the bride. Come again? Bridesmaids originally dressed alike to confuse vengeful spirits from harming the bride. Huh. Okay. So they would all dress like the bride to fucking confuse the demons and stuff. Yeah, the demons are a a problem. (laughs) (laughs) These otherworldly forces can't differentiate. (laughs) They all look the same. I don't know what to do. So (laughs) stupid. I picked this one. I think this is the so all the bridesmaids are basically running the risk of being cursed by the demon. Yeah, for the you know for for the the sake of their friend, dude. It's a fucking ride or die. (laughs) Um, There's a theory that the tradition of bridesmaids dressing alike dates back to ancient Rome. The bride considered to be prime bait for vengeful spirits, so all the women dressed alike to confuse the spirits from interrupting the bride and groom's nuptials. Another theory, however, dates back to the Victorian era. Dr. Liz Gloyne, a lecturer in Classic and Royal Holloway at the University of London, told the the Independent that the tradition stemmed from fear of competition. Okay. It is my belief that by regulating the bridesmaids formally into exactly the same garments, there was no room for any of them to try and outdo each other, let alone the bride, through the use of grander fabric or grander jewelry. All right. Okay. Okay. Centuries ago, 
A groom had to kidnap the bride if her family disapproved of their union. <laughs> the best man was put in place to defend the groom in case the family retaliated. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, pictured, pictured in the article. Are they going to murder her? What? <laughs> no. Pictured in the article is Prince Harry and Prince William under this caption. Wow. <laughs> the best man originated as the groom's choice protector. Many centuries ago, it was common for a groom to steal a bride from her family if they didn't approve of the union. And it was the best man's job to fight the family. If they, if they retaliated, yeah. Oh, so it, basically they would elope. I guess so. Okay. Yep. It was also common practice for the best man to stand next to the groom with a sword in tow on the day of the wedding. In fact, ancient groups like the Huns, Goths, and Visigoths would store weapons in the floor of the church in the event of a brawl. Oh, boy. Yeah, they took their wedding seriously. This is, woo. Yeah, I've heard different theories about this threshold crossing part, so that's weird. <laughs> So, carrying the bride across the threshold was symbolic of the bride unwillingly leaving her family. Come again? <laughs> I need to hear that one more time. Crossing, you know, like the whole crossing the threshold. Crossing you know, the like threshold. Like you carry your wife, you know, your wife over the threshold. It's like. I've never heard that expression. Okay. So, it was like, the way it was explained to me was like, that's, that's you guys. You're carrying her over. You're crossing the threshold into your new life together, basically. Okay, like carrying them out to the the car that's just yeah, probably just, just married. Yeah, I got you. But this okay. one, this one is a picture of a house, so I think it's like when you get home, you're supposed to carry them over the threshold. I don't, okay, I don't remember okay. the exact. I just I, I get I get it the idea. Yeah. I just never heard it considered threshold. Yeah, well, that's just what it's called. Like the the thing that separates two different rooms or whatever is the threshold. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, carrying the bride across the threshold was symbolic of the bride unwillingly leaving her family. Basically, like, she was being taken against her will. She wasn't ready to leave. Oh, okay. So the practice of the groom carrying the bride across the threshold of their new home or bedroom dates back to ancient Rome. At the time, the bride had to prove that she didn't willingly leave her father's home, as doing so would have been improper. Romans also believed evil spirits attempted to curse the couple one last time at the threshold, so the groom had to lift the bride's feet above the ground so as not to let the spirits enter her body. Weird. Please don't fall. The bouquet was... <laughs> <laughs> but the demon cat... Oh, no. Ah, she's off the ground. She's off Fuck. the ground. <laughs> My dastardly plans have been thwarted. No. <laughs> this tunneling training was for nothing. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. I guess I gotta get the groom who's still on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just get the groom, dude. <laughs> the boot... <laughs> The bouquet was originally used to mask the bride's body odor, <laughs> and it was often made with pungent herbs. <laughs> According to the Huffington Post, the tradition of the bride carrying a bouquet dates back to the 15th century. In medieval times, people didn't smell quite as good as they do now, so, pri so brides carried fragrant bouquets to mask their own body odor. The bouquets were often made with strong herbs like garlic and dill. Yeah, dill does like smell strong. The reason June weddings are so popular is because people used to take their annual baths in May. Their annual baths? <laughs> yep. Wow. Times are hard. To this day, <laughs> people fantasize about having a June wedding, but the fixation with that summer month dates back to the 15th century, and it also relates to smell. 
People used to take their annual baths in May, which made June the perfect time for a good yeah, smelling but public everyone gathering. smell like ass? <laughs> like, they're pretty much all nose blind at this point, aren't they? I mean, they got to, dude. What's the point? Just fucking don't even... Fuck May, dude. Just keep going. You don't need them. It's been 11 months. Fuck it, dude. I can just imagine they forget the bouquet and they're just up there the whole time. Like, woo. <laughs> Damn, bitch. <laughs> Veils used to be red so that the bride looked like she was on fire, which would scare Maleficent spirits away. Honestly, I don't know. If yeah, they, they hate fire, apparently. Back Everyone in Roman times, yeah, it is common knowledge. The bridal veil was actually a red sheet called a flamium. Flamium. Nope, not filet mignon, <laughs> which was designed to look like fire. The bride's entire body would be covered in it in an attempt to scare off any evil spirits. Get out of here, you spooky little spirits. I'm on fire. Don't fuck with and me. Don't even try me later. He's going to pick me up on my feet. <laughs> yeah. Or not by my feet, but off. <laughs> yeah, off <of> feet. <laughs> Over time, the red went away, but veils remained a tactic used to shield the bride from Maleficent forces. I don't even. I honestly don't know if that's the way to say that word. Maleficent. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's right. just the Disney villain. Oh, <laughs> male efficient. <laughs> Maleficent. I don't know. Fuck it. They are also were. They also were used to weigh the bride down and prevent them from running away. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Women did not want to get married. Apparently, yeah. It's, I mean, to be dragged across the across the threshold, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidnapped. You got to be carried across the threshold. Demons want to kill them. I know, dude. God damn, dude. It's rough out here for Curse women. Them. Uh, the father handing off the bride to her husband used to be more of a business transaction. The tradition of the father of the bride walking his daughter down the aisle to give her away roughly dates back to the fifteen forty nine Book of Common Prayer in the Church of England. It was more of a business transaction than anything else, as the giving away referred to a transfer of property. Yeah, like in exchange for my daughter, I'll have <clears throat> half your farm. Yeah. yeah. In Britain, as in many places, women had long been considered essentially the property of men, first their fathers and then their husbands, according to time. The phrase give away suggests a lot about the woman's role in this exchange from one man to another. Okay. Bachelor parties date back to ancient Sparta, and they have gotten more raucous as the years have gone on. The tradition of a bachelor party, <coughs> or stag night, dates back to the 5th century B.C. in ancient Sparta. According... What? Oh, nothing. Oh, I thought you were like, I got something. No, 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 you got to go ahead. <laughs> According to time, Spartan soldiers held a dinner in their friend's honor and made toast on his behalf. With... Made toast? One assumes a Spartan sense of decorum. There we go. Yeah. Made toasts. Buttered toast. Buttered toast. They made buttered toast on his behalf. Uh, since that, the events have generally grown more ruckus. The more recent... Are you saying ruckus? Ruckus. Ruckus. Like, how's it spelled? R-A-U-C-O-U-S. Oh, okay. Ruckus. All right. You have... I don't know what it means, but I like it. I think it's, it's, you know, you probably... You cause a ruckus when it's ruckus. When things are ruckus, you're causing a ruckus. That's why. I don't know. I mean, the more recent wild iterations of bachelor parties gained popularities in the 80s thanks to a slew of sex comedies, according to Time. Oh, damn it. All right, last one. Finally, holy shit. Honeymoons originated as trips to go see the family that couldn't make it to the wedding. Well, that's fucked Certainly up. not what it is today. Nah. <laughs> Bitch, you should have been there. Sucks to suck. I'm out <laughs> to fucking wherever. 
Honeymoons used to be relatively anticlimactic, originating in 18th century Britain as trips the newlyweds would take after the wedding to visit relatives who weren't able to attend. According to Insider, the word honeymoon became synonymous with a post-wedding vacation around 1791. That usage first appears in a collection of German folk stories by Johann Karl August Mustas. <laughs> That was a bold attempt. <laughs> yeah, it might have been wrong. <laughs> I feel like it was wrong, but it felt good to say out loud. Uh, translated by Thomas Bedos. Bed does. That's how that's spelled. Bed does. According to the Oxford English Dictionary. The new married couple spent their honeymoon in Augsburg in mutual happiness and innocent enjoyments, like the first human pair in the Garden of Eden, the sentence goes. So that's it. There's some... Origins of weddings, some weird cultural traditions and weddings, and then some dark and twisted fucking things. So, hope you guys enjoyed learning about weddings. Um, maybe marriage isn't for you. <laughs> Especially after hearing this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, I mean, I get it. Marriage ain't your thing. Uh, change your mind. Hit me up. I'll marry you. <laughs> I also do bar mitzvahs and I don't think I do. birthday parties. I don't think I do that. Um, I do funerals. I can do funerals. Officiate a funeral. Yep. And I'll pronounce you dead. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> now pronounce you dead as fuck. <laughs> Boy, your ass is dead. They kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. By the power oh, vested in me, by the state of Georgia, <laughs> and I pronounce you legally dead. Alrighty, well. I feel like doing a funeral would be more nerve-wracking than a wedding. Because <laughs> weddings are joyous occasions. Funerals are sad already. Yeah. So there's a thin line. I probably yeah, don't I, have... And funerals are so easy to fuck up because I've seen them get fucked up by terrible <laughs> fucking people that try to run them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'd be a lot of planning put into a funeral. I'd be like, hey, I need to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, what do I need to say? All right, so that's it. Um, Funerals will be next week. Yeah. <laughs> or actually the week after that. Hey, we yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll cover funerals. You know uh, what's funny time. is I've thought about, like, I kind of had half of ass idea of doing that, like pick a topic every week when we started this for the whole babbling and the dabbling portion of the show. Yeah. So like we could do a topic every week and just make that the whole episode, like how Nate Land does. Yeah, we, a we lot of their episodes, but just our spin. No, I don't. No, the Nate Land does that. I don't, don't want to do that. Who gives a fuck? Nobody does. See what's working. But then I thought if we had if we have guests, that'll make it difficult. So. I mean, we'll reserve it for when it's just you and me. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed talking about weddings. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Although was... that happened a little more organically, but. <laughs> well, we just ran out of time for what we <laughs> intended on doing, so. Yeah. Well, I think this was better. It went well. Yep. It went well. Um, if you guys think it went well, let us know. Yeah. I guess I don't. Nah, we're not going to touch any current topics. Fuck it. Nah, nah. That's it. We're out, guys. Yeah, that's a good note to leave on. Um, As always, but if you're a first-time listener, you don't know that. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you made it this far, holy shit. Um, you're a real one. Yeah. You fuck with you. Um, the long way, strong way. And if you're a return listener, we thank you for coming back. As always, you know, without you guys listening, there's kind of no point of this. Even though Scott says he would do it if you weren't. And he's a liar. 
I, you know, nah, too late to speculate. <laughs> no need to dive into fucking tangents. Um, so anyway, uh, if you if you are new here, we're typically a weekly podcast. We've been kind of hit and miss lately, but we're going to get back on track. Yeah, yeah. I've been dealing with some things. Oh, and no, sometimes you're about, dealing with some things. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> Life. like, fucking, well, there was that time I was, when I was out of town the other week. I thought we had said we weren't going to do it, but I remember when you asked me, like when I realized you texted me, I was like, are we doing it? I was like, I guess I did kind of leave the door open to possibly do it while I was up here. <laughs> but yeah, I fell did asleep. Did we do it? No, I fell asleep hardcore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep at like 7.30 that night. <laughs> oh, well. I woke up to a text message. Hey, man, are we doing the podcast? I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all works out. So yeah, typically Mondays, every Monday, comes out at midnight. It's ready whenever you are. Check out our backlogs if you're new here, man. We got some, got some fucking got bangers. Some bangers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And again, Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Babbling Dabbling. That's B-A-B-B-L-I-N. D-A-B-B-L-I-N. Yeah. And teespring.com slash stores slash Babbling Dabbling for merch and dice. Okay. And we are at that time. Where we figure out what you've known all along, and that is, what the hell is this episode going to be called? And it's Scott's turn to do that, so the name of this episode is... Till Death Do Us Part. 